0: you guys. Good morning. This is Heidi St. John. Today is Monday, June 11th, and I have pre-recorded this podcast. I should be on an airplane right now flying back home to Portland after being a speaker at the Virginia Convention. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been praying for us during our travel season. This was the last weekend of my official travel season, and so I'm going to be home for a little while. So I'm pretty excited about that. Today, I'm going to take three questions if i have time i'm gonna take three questions from listeners one of them is from jennifer one's from christy and another one's from sarah we're going to be talking a little bit today about why should we or should we not put our kids in youth group and then i had another question about boycotting and another question about homeschooling special needs kids we'll see how much i can fit into the next 20 minutes but in any case i hope you guys are blessed stick around i think you're going to be encouraged All right, so this is Mailbox Monday. It's one of my favorite days here at the podcast because I get to answer your questions. If you have questions that you would like to see addressed at the podcast, please send them to me, podcast at thebusymom.com. You have to put mailbox Monday, nothing else, no smiley faces, no emoticons, no, none of nothing about your topic. You need to put mailbox Monday in the subject line, and that way it'll be sure to filter into the right inbox. It can take us a couple of months to get to a question, or if we feel like it is something that we need to answer immediately or it's something that's typically happening in the culture that parents are asking me about over and over, we might bump your question to the top of the list. At any rate, I hope you guys will be encouraged and uh, help me out by sending me questions uh, so we have things to talk about here at Mailbox Monday. Let's just dig right into the first one. So Christy, my friend, she asked a couple of questions. I'm going to take on the first one and the second one for her because it came in one email. I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on the first part of her question. I kind of wanna camp out on the second part. But the first part, she said, Heidi, do you feel it's okay for someone to attend a church where they disagree with some of the theology? So for example, she said that she attends a Baptist church, but she grew up Nazarene. And she's been taking their membership classes, and she's not sure if she should become a member. So, a couple of things. Um, she asked me my thoughts on this. So, here, there are some deal breakers, right, in theology. So, there are, which I would call doctrine. So, so there's doctrinal differences. So, some of us believe in, um, in uh, baptizing babies, and some of us don't. Do I think that's a deal breaker? I don't think so. I mean, I think we're agreeing on, we need to agree on on issues of salvation and issues of sin and issues of repentance, who God is, what is his role in our life. But I know a lot of really amazing people that attend a denomination that I do not attend. For example, I have friends that attend Calvary Chapel and friends who are Baptist and friends who are Pentecostal and friends who are in Nazarene churches. And we have differences, slight differences of interpretation of scripture, which is what makes those denominations different, Right. But there's a big difference between attending. In fact, I would say if you attend a Baptist church that doesn't hold to the authority of scripture, you got a way bigger problem than if you attend a Nazarene church, right? That puts an emphasis on the holiness movement or whatever it is they're doing. You see what I'm saying? So we need to know, A, where is the church getting their doctrine from? And B, I wanted to encourage you, Christy, if this is something you're struggling with, go to the pastor of the church that you're in because it sounds to me, Like you love the people and you love the church, but you've got some questions and some hesitations about some of the things, some of the doctrinal things that the church believes. And so I think if you can't reconcile that in your heart and if it's just gonna keep bugging you, you're probably gonna have to go to church someplace else, but it sounds like you don't want to. And so I would say, go to the pastor, talk to him, say, hey, this is how, this is what I grew up in. This is what we believe. Can you show me why you believe what you believe and why what I grew up in you disagree with. I think have those open conversations, they're conversations that need to be had. There's a big difference between a church that preaches salvation and repentance according to the word of God and a, and a church, for example, that would teach that there is no such thing as, he, as hell and that there are more than one way to heaven. Those are theological differences that we can't, uh, that's a bridge we can't, we can't cross right? And so it's the same thing when we talk about sexual sin, like you're not going to see me encourage somebody to go to a church that would marry uh, gay people. Why? Because God says, don't live in homosexual sin. So if God said, don't live in homosexual sin, and the church says, well, God didn't really mean it, or "We've, we've misinterpreted that, which I honestly don't know how you can do that. You have to do like a theological backflip to get away from the obvious Uh, The obvious teaching of romans and genesis and mark and you just you have to be not reading it or reading it through Like a very skewed lens And so I wouldn't encourage anybody to go to a church like that. Why because they're teaching a false gospel it's different uh, to me than uh, than disagreeing over things that don't carry with them eternal significance, right? God says we're not supposed to live in unrepentant sin, Right. But the differences between the 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 Pentecostals and the Baptists, for example, or the charismatics and uh, people who grew up in a more traditional, a less demonstrative denomination, those are just things that we just have to go, you know what, maybe I can live with it, maybe I can. I always tell people I'm a recovering uh, I'm a recovering Baptist. <laughs> what I mean by that is I grew up in a Baptist Church and actually loved the Baptist Church. Um, and as I as my husband and I got were married a little bit longer, we ended up in a, a pretty charismatic Calvary Chapel, which uh, I, I was sort of introduced to the charismatic movement. I can remember, oh my goodness, I remember the very first time I raised my hands in church and I thought I was actually in my Baptist church when this happened. And I remember thinking, everybody's staring at me. <laughs> everybody's looking. And now I can't worship without raising my hands, right? It's it's just my way of saying, Lord, I'm all of me belongs to all of you. I worship you, I praise you, I love you. So sometimes it has to do with comfort level and uh, but you you have to know there are things that that are there are deal breakers and the things that are not deal breakers. And so it doesn't sound to me, Christy, like this is the deal breaker. I I say go talk to your pastor. The next question is sort of connected to the first one. Uh, the church is a small family church and the children sit in services with their parents and there aren't any programs for teens or kids. Uh, The church does most of the activities as a church family, with the exception of Kids Bible Club for kids uh, under age 11. Do you feel it's important for teens to be part of a teen youth group? Um, I have a family that feels it's very important. However, we have seen some bad experiences with our youth groups, and we're just not sure if it's necessary. My kids have friends that are active in other areas, and my husband and I spend time leading them in the word, is youth group necessary? Wow. So Christy, first of all, kudos to you for being willing to ask such an important question. This is a hot topic because good people can disagree on it. And I I have seen youth group done really good and I've seen it done really, really, really bad. And so if you ask me if youth group is necessary, if that's the question, I'm gonna say no. Uh, because what's necessary is that our kids know the word and that they're getting into the word that we offer our children a cool drink of living water that we teach them. Uh, that God loves them you know and clearly you know I've been to youth groups uh actually we've pulled our children from youth groups where their emphasis wasn't on studying the Word of God their emphasis was on uh, getting the kids connected socially and so to me that's really the question so why are we sending our kids to youth group if and and what kind of youth group do we want our kids to go to if we decide that that's an okay thing so in our family, we make that decision based on what What are the core values of the church and of the youth group? And I've seen some really awesome youth groups where they're actually teaching these kids to go deeper. They're walking them through uh, the tough things that are happening in the culture and they're teaching them how to see things from God's perspective and how to look into the word of God. And if that's the youth group and you've got adults around there who are shepherding those children correctly, I see no, no, no trouble with that at all. Um, I think your question is youth group necessary uh I don't know that that should be the question I think the question should be uh n- not whether or not youth group is necessary because it's not the question is um do do our, do your kids want to attend a youth group and if they do or if you feel like that's something that would be good for them what kind of a youth group are they attending so uh, I've seen it go very very badly like I like I just said before fortunately my my son-in-law is a youth pastor and he and my daughter and are actually are our oldest two adult uh, daughters work in that youth group, I probably would be reticent to send my kids to a youth group that I didn't know exactly what was going on. What are you guys gonna be talking about? Are you gonna be teaching my kids the word of God or are we just gonna be doing water balloon games and uh, talking about the latest pop music, right? So um, let them have, I mean, good grief. I hope my kids are having fun when they go to youth group and I also hope that they're learning about the Lord Jesus and they're growing in their relationship with him. And so in that aspect, I think it's good. So uh, I wouldn't do it, if, it was, if I felt it was a waste of time or if I felt for sure, if I felt like it was having a detrimental effect on my kids. And we've been parents long enough to have seen all of those scenarios play out. And so my encouragement to you would be get to know your youth pastor and ask them, what are you guys doing at youth group? Um, and see what they're doing. Hopefully they're having fun with their kids and they're getting them excited about walking in right relationship with the Lord. So to me, that's, that's kind of where, uh, where, where the line is drawn. All right. Next question comes from Jennifer and Jennifer said, Hey, Heidi, I've been following you for a long time. I saw that you boycotted target. I don't hear you talk about it anymore. Are you still boycotting? All right. So this question always bums out my daughter because she loves her some target. And actually I do too. And I got to tell you, I miss target, but here's the thing. Uh, in in the culture, we have the opportunity to support or not support something based on where we spend our money. And I have I have rarely darkened the door of Target since their decision to say that their bathrooms could be open to anybody for any reason at any time. Uh, many of you know I there was a, a a child abuser and actually a man who spent time in prison uh, in my family. And I am not a fan of companies and organizations. Uh, collectively losing their minds and being willing to make their children vulnerable to abuse and attack because they wanna push a social agenda. And unless and until I see Target come back and apologize for that, I'm not gonna go shopping there. Have I been shopping there in the last year? Yes, I have. Usually because uh, I find myself in a town or a city and I forgot shoes or I forgot deodorant. <laughs> There's no place else to go. And whenever I go in, I'm always like, oh, I miss you, Target. Come on. Uh, but I would love to see them issue a public apology and change their bathroom policy, honestly. Uh, and it's not because I'm angry at the gay community. It's because I don't understand why we can't use common sense. If, if this is important to Target, then Target should put in gender-neutral bathrooms. They should not say, we are gonna open up our women's bathrooms to any man who decides he wants to be a woman on that particular day. That to me is lunacy, it's dangerous and I'm not gonna support them with my money. Now then the next the next question, the obvious question is, what about Starbucks? What about Disneyland? What about, I mean, there's so many companies that basically have, wicked people at the helm of those companies or those organizations. And do I patronize them? Yes, I, we live here. Do I buy Tide detergent? Yes. Uh, but if when Tide comes out and says something that is completely off the rails, like what Target did, I'm going to try as hard as I can to quit buying Tide. I don't want to support a company like that if I know that they've come out and made a dangerous policy. So to me, there, it's a difference between having a dangerous ideology or a sinful ideology which I, we could argue is everywhere in the culture and a company actually coming out and saying, I'm gonna make your child unsafe because I wanna push a social agenda. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Do you understand the difference? So to me, that is the difference. That is the big, that's the big brouhaha. And so that's why I haven't been shopping at Target. And speaking of boycotts, uh, this was this was a great time to, to answer this question because I just, I was notified. So I am a part of something called Citizen Go. It's basically uh, a news organization that is Christian-based, and they kind of they let people know what's going down in the culture. And last week, I got an email from Citizen Go talking about a boycott that they are asking parents to do of J Crew. Well, I love J Crew. Actually, their um, one of their shirts is one of my favorite shirts, and I I'll get it in every every color. But here's this is a bummer. So June is here, right? And that means that we're celebrating uh well, I'm not, but that means that a lot of companies are celebrating gay pride month. And these celebrations are in full swing. And and we're seeing it all because I travel, we're seeing it all over the country. Rainbow banners and storefronts, entire downtown areas that are shut down for pride parades, which by the way are funded by corporations like Bank of America and Uber. And uh and it's it's sad. And I think this month of celebrating what God says is sin should deeply sadden us and we should be in prayer about it in prayer for our country and praying for uh, those who are trapped in sexually destructive lifestyles. but we should also make our voices heard and we should also stand for what God says uh, we should stand for. If we we're going to be ambassadors for him, then we then we take that ambassadorship to every area of uh, our lives. And this year J. crew has decided to use children, Uh, This is from iGo, right? This is from uh, CitizenGo, rather. This year, J.Crew has decided to use children as weapons of the sexual revolution. So they released a new line of, quote, love first t-shirts for kids. And the advertisement reads, to celebrate LGBTQ Pride Month, J.Crew is proud to donate 50% of the purchase of a collection of tees and socks to the Human Rights Campaign. First of all, I wouldn't donate two cents to the Human Rights Campaign and I certainly wouldn't uh, purchase a shirt where I knew half of that half of that uh, was going to go and support the human rights campaign. But this is what's completely grievous to me: they are using children. So the the poster says, "Pride comes in all sizes," <sighs> and so they have uh, a picture of all these little kids in their rainbow love first uh, shirts celebrating Pride Month and i wrote about this over at the busy mom and of course you know the the uh, backlash was predictable but i think it's important for you to understand kind of what's behind this because first of all let's just talk about let's just talk about pride for a half a second all right the bible says that god hates pride why a movement would name itself as one of the six things that the lord hates is beyond me well it's because they don't they've rejected they rejected the Lord right out of hand in in every area. But is there any trait that's more deceptive than pride? Uh, is there? Uh, Chali said, "Is there any vice easier to see in others but harder to see in ourselves than pride? We despise its presence in them, but defend its presence in us. It's the ugly trait of pride, one of a number of traits for which God has a special disgust. And yet, the LGBTQ community called their movement is." the pride community, it's pride month. We are celebrating what God says is sin. Listen, suffering will become the sure result. That's what happens. God hates pride. The Bible says in Proverbs 6, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, right? Haughty eyes are an arrogant man's window to the world from the lofty perch of his own superiority. He looks down to look upon others. From his self-made pedestal, he fancies that he can see with greater clarity than his creator, Solomon lowers his gaze from the eyes to the heart when he said, everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. Instead of harboring thoughts of love toward other, the proud man harbors judgment and bitterness. Instead of expressing kindness and compassion, he expresses disparagement. He is convinced of his superiority in achievement, intellect, morality, and spirituality. He is self-obsessed. Pride is first an attitude of independence from God. Pride is a state of mind and a condition of the heart in which a person has supplanted the rule of God over his life with the rule of his own will. Instead of depending entirely on God, as was God's design, the proud heart now looks to itself to decide what is good and evil. And this is exactly the folly of Adam and Eve when they de- when they determined to disobey God, to become like him. So, uh, I looked at this boycott of J. Crew, and they're basically what they're saying is we're going to we're going to we want you to boycott J. Crew because they're using children in their advertisement because they're basically marketing to children, which is this is the new push. Right. That's why we see it in the schools. That's why we're trying to normalize it at Target. That's why uh, you see what's happening up in, in Canada. And so uh, do I think boycotts are effective? Absolutely. Am I going to quit buying from J. Crew? Yes, I will unless I see their stuff at Goodwill <laughs> or Salvation Army. But listen, we need to remember, uh, according to the Bible, the true story of the of, of the world that we live in and our place in it. The Bible teaches us that there is one God who alone is the creator and Lord of all. And to him alone, we owe our praise, our allegiance, our lives. And we wanna do this in every area of our life. So, uh, so this is why I will sometimes participate in especially if it has to do with children. And to me, that was the deal breaker with Target. That's the deal breaker with J As Soon as they bring children into it and they use children in their ponds to promote something that God says is sin, I'm out. And, uh, and, and that's a decision to, is it a sin thing for you guys uh, to not boycott? No, it's not. It's a choice we get to make. I think sometimes we take it too far and we say, well, you're sinning for or for not choosing to do that. This is a simple decision to make. Where am I gonna put my money? And uh, I choose not to uh, use my money to promote what God says is harmful. So uh, I hope that answers your question. Am I sitting over here mad at people who are still shopping at Target? Absolutely not. That's your decision. Um, And we all have that decision to make. We react to the culture the way we feel that God would have us uh, react to it in every aspect, not just when we're talking about youth groups and boycotts and homeschooling and all those things, but it's, it's really saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? And that's the question that we need to answer. So I hope you guys will, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get back to Sarah's question next week and we'll talk a little bit about homeschooling special needs. I'm actually hoping I can reach out to my friend Heather before I answer this question because I think Heather can really help you guys uh, make heads and tails of it and hopefully it'll be an encouragement to you. So thanks again for supporting me as I have just wrapped up my speaking season. Um, I'm gonna pick out some paint and repaint my living room. This is my sole goal uh, for the next couple of, of weeks. Well, that and doing some math facts with one of my kids <laughs> and barbecuing and that too. So if you guys have questions you'd like to see addressed over here at mailbox Monday, shoot me an email podcast at the And I will see you back here on Wednesday for more encouragement. Visit me online at the